1: Welcome to Balanced Life with Debbie Carlin Boyle, conversations connecting to a healthier you, the show that gives you all the latest and greatest health and wellness information to inspire you to live a life of balance and joy. Debbie Carlin Boyle is a health and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and fitness instructor who helps her clients live in balance with everything that feeds us in addition to the food on our plate. Please welcome your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to my show. You are here with me, Debbie Carlin Boyle. My show is Balanced Life with me, your host, and it's conversations that connect to a healthier you. Got a good conversation for you today, so I hope you stick with us. And I want you to get involved in our conversation. So if a question or a comment should come up, Take this number down, if you're not driving, give us a call at area code 323-524-2599. We're live, we're taking phone calls. Call in, ask that question, make that comment, don't be shy. If you can't call in, but you also are listening live or even post-show, you can make a comment or ask a question on my Facebook page, which is Balanced Life by Debbie, and D-E-B-I, by the way, it's a lot easier to find if you spell my name right. And you can just go right under the show and make a comment, ask a question of myself, my guest, anything you want to get involved, because the idea is that we keep the conversation even going even after the show. So do that. And I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I am a health and nutrition coach, a personal trainer, and a fitness instructor. And I just help people organize their life to find balance in all the things that we need besides the food on our plate to feed us. So there are things like our career, our finances, our social life, our family, our environment, our happiness, our pure joy, our creativity. There's so many things that have to come together in order for us to have a life of balance, of longevity, of, with quality. That's what I'm all about, aging young. Because believe me... I'm doing all those things because in my mid 60s now, I'm about to be 65. I have a lot of energy and vitality because I found my balance. I found I'm doing what I love to do. It's kind of what we're going to get into today on my show. I do what I love to do. I'm doing it with surround myself with the people I love and who uh, back and forth we give each other a lot of encouragement and a lot of inspiration. I also um, found how to, you know, eat right, find sleep, which I didn't mention before, which is very important, getting the rest that you need, meditating. My exercise, of course, as a fitness person for all these years is very important and really a big, huge element of longevity. So... It's possible, but everybody needs a coach. So if you find that you're stuck in one or many areas that, of anything I just mentioned or even beyond, just reach out to me. My website is Balanced Life by Debbie, again, D-E-B-I dot com, and right away you're going to see a pop-up, and it is a winter-free three-day day detox and there are recipes for breakfast lunch and dinner for all three of those days that are simple there's a shopping list on there they're easy to assemble they're easy uh, lightweight things that you could eat you can modify if you're vegan or if you want to add meat you can do that But Either way, you're going to feel better after those three days. It's just like a kickstart, a jumpstart. And being that we're still in January in the beginning of 2023, it's always good to give yourself a kickstart. And it's always a little harder in the winter, too, after the holidays. So this is a way to get back on track. So I invite you to do that. I also invite you to all my platforms, my Instagram, which is Balanced Life by Debbie, again, D-E-B-I, and my YouTube channel, Balanced Life by Debbie, conversations connecting to a Healthier You. All my shows are there. So go ahead and hit subscribe. You can go ahead and give it a rating. Any subject in the health and wellness field that you may have. I've been doing this long enough that I have hundreds of shows on there that I've hit every single subject. And I'm not quite sure that I've hit the subject that we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to get to the introductions because this one's interesting. It intrigues me, and I want you to stay with me today because I think that you're going to find a lot of value in it. So a strong component of health is to be able to live an authentic life and follow your dreams. Ask yourself, are you the person you want to be? Have you ever thought what it would be like to follow your deepest desires and free yourself of any and all obstacles to find your true self? My guest today, Riley Hedberg, did just that. Riley is a wild woman on her heroine's journey back to her wild and true self. After releasing doubts and fears that previously held her back from taking action on what she truly desired, she followed her dreams of moving to Hawaii, starting her own blog and podcast, and teaching yoga all over the U.S., she now helps visionary and intuitive wild women like you do the same in her one-on-one one-on-one and group coaching courses, workshops and retreats. So let's see how you can do it too. Will you please welcome my guest, Riley Hedberg to the show? Riley. Hello.
2: Hi, Hi Debbie. There you are. Hi. How are you today? I am doing well. Uh, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I couldn't stop smiling during that. I saw so. you. <laughs> I could <Yeah>. see you. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So thank you so much. For Isn't
1: that. it cool to see what, I mean, these are who you are. That's who you are. That's, I didn't just make that up. (laughs) That's what I got from, from all from your website from uh, studying you a little bit and seeing this is who you are, you should be very proud of yourself that uh, this young age that you've accomplished this. So it's really cool.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was cool to kind of see like my life play out, you know, in, in photos and have somebody talk about it. And then just kind of watch it unfold. I'm like, wow, yeah, like who is that woman? You know, she's doing amazing things. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That is you.
1: Um, So, speaking of which, I want to see how you got to where you are. So, I want to go way back. I want to know where you're from, where you were born, what your education was like, kind of what road you took that got you into and and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of what you do why you do it and how you do it but I want to hear a little bit about your background in you because there's always a good story that makes sense to what you're doing today so
2: yeah yeah thank you so much and thank you for asking me that question um so originally I'm from uh, Minnesota a small town in uh southern Minnesota called Wasika. Um, So if any of you are watching or from Minnesota, uh, here's a shout out to you. Um, So growing up, I um, always kind of felt like I didn't belong, I suppose. Um, And especially within my family, you know, my interests were always kind of different. I was sort of looking for uh, a a new lifestyle. Um, And then even when I got to high school, I remember I started to get into, um, you know, different ways of eating and eating healthier because I've always had a lot of food sensitivities. So this is kind of a general theme that runs through my own journey is I felt like, you know, I had certain, I don't want to call them problems, but certain things that, you know, happened in my life. And I was like, okay, how can I, you know, heal myself? Like, what can I do so that I feel better, so that I feel good?
1: Even at the young age in high school, you realized that you were trying to heal yourself at a young younger age.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Uh, Me too. Hey, I'm right with you. It's right (laughs) when I left high school that everything changed for me. Um, it, It was when I got out of my house, actually, that I could take control. So I get it when you realize something's not right, something's off, you know, it, yeah. You got to make a change. Or if you don't, you kind of go down, you're going down a wrong, the wrong path. So it's smart. Were you, yeah. how big of a family are you from?
2: Um, so I actually have a twin sister. Oh. Um, yeah. And then I have a little brother. Um, so it's us three for siblings, then have my mom and my dad.
1: So um, I'm curious, did your twin take the same path as you, or are you very different?
2: Um, it's funny, you know, because twins is kind of like yin, yin and the yang, right? Um, and we are different in some senses. Like she definitely didn't take the same path as me. Um, and you know, if you were to look at the external, like what we do, where we live, um, how we even look, we—it's very, very different. But actually, what I've uncovered is that we actually do a lot of the same things or the way we live our life is actually quite similar, but it just kind of, I guess, manifests in a different way. So externally, somebody might look at the way that we are in our lives and be like, wow, they're completely different. But I've really discovered that we're kind of actually on a similar journey. Um, And that's only been in the past year that I've really kind of said, oh, wow, we're more similar than I thought that we were. So I'm curious,
1: Um, growing up, if you weren't as similar as you now discovered that you are, were I mean, just I'm just so intrigued with the twin thing, I think, and the two different paths. <laughs> a lot paths. of people are. Was there conflict between you? Because usually twins are super close. And I'm not saying that you weren't close, but having a different, you, you're taking more of a, quote, unquote, sort of natural, holistic lifestyle, um, and maybe your sister doing something more conventional. Did that cause commotion or, or um a rift between the two of you.
2: Yeah, it definitely has. Um, Yeah. My sister is quite conventional compared to me. Um, And yeah, I mean, growing up as a twin, it's, it's really interesting to be a twin. I mean, it's kind of just like naturally you're always sort of competing against each other Mm -hmm. or comparing yourself to the other one. Um, So we did have that growing up and we are just like normal siblings where you just fight with each other. But we are, we've always been really close. Um, But then again, there's been sort of a codependency that happened um, with us being twins. So actually until we separated from one another and we ended up moving away when we were 24, that's when we finally separated from one another. Mm. Um, That's when we could kind of fully actualize into our own individual selves. Um, and even now there is still some semblance of like competition and like, You know, with my sister, like, it was hard for me to understand, like, oh, you want to live, like, a conventional life that doesn't really make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I used to judge her a lot for that. And then on the same side, she had a hard time understanding me and my lifestyle. It didn't make sense to her. So, yeah, it was only... That's why I'm asking.
1: That's exactly why I asked that question. Because... Yeah. Just... You know, having the same upbringing in the same time frame in the same household and being parallel, being good friends, probably all through, you know, your very young years. And then all of a sudden discovering different taking two different paths. I was just wondering how you guys, you know, dealt with each other with that. So I find that intriguing. You know, that's but I'm glad that you've kind of come full circle. You're coming around and that. You know, was it hard to leave after after 24 years? I mean, you picked up and moved to Hawaii. Was that hard to leave your sister, you know, Um, in the closeness that you have had?
2: Yeah, it was. um, And it was scary, too, because that's all I ever knew, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. always had this person with me literally my whole life, right? Like, we went to the same college together. We've always been roommates, Um, for 24 years right like I mean it's it's quite shocking to all of a sudden be like okay I'm gonna move like thousands of miles away from you and we're not gonna see each other every day but like I said before I knew that it needed to happen and I think so did she because we were so we were kind of confused about who we were separately from one another like I never got the chance to be myself without her and she likewise never got the chance to be herself without me Because we were always lumped together. People
1: Uh just knew us as the twins. That's another reason why I ask, because people just assume that you're going to have these similar, not necessarily interests, but that you're just going to always, I don't know, I just think they'd always put you in the same lane and not separate those lanes. So you found this, as a teenager, you started feeling, you said that you felt like an outsider. Is it because you... Sometimes if you don't fit in, if you want to eat healthy, I, I get this today with my clients. They want to fit in with their friends when they go out to happy hour or they go out, you know, to party or whatever they're doing. They they feel like they have to go with the crowd or they're going to fit out. And I always say, oh, no, fit out. That's that's the key. That's the growth. That's the change, you know. So, At an early age, you discovered that you didn't fit in. So how did that manifest? How did you um, go down that road of health and healing?
2: Yeah, well, I kind of feel like I've just always been the black sheep, you know, and um, it's just who I am. And yeah, it kind of sucks sometimes. And it's a little bit scary to go against the grain. But to be honest, it was more painful for me to like go against myself and what I felt like was best for me. Than to, um, you know, be my own person and do what I want to do. So yeah, you know, I was at that point, I was just kind of like, I want to eat healthier, like, this is just what I feel like my body is telling me I need to do. And, you know, living in a small town, we didn't have like, really farmed to table, we didn't have like, natural food stores, co-ops. I literally just went to um, just like a regular grocery store and we had this small little like organic section, just not very, not, you know, good Mm -hmm. at all, like really nothing, no choices. And I tried my best to like start my journey with like eating healthy. And, you know, I was like introduced to quinoa and um, I stopped eating meat um, eventually. And, you know, I've been, I'm not anymore, but I used to be vegan and then, vegetarian. And, you know, I really tried it all. Yeah, you experimented. And, yeah, experimented. I, get it. And I did too
1: at a young age.
2: Yeah, you know, I just wanted to see what would work for me. And then I went for a while without drinking any alcohol. And, you know, I would go out with my friends and everybody else would be drinking or mm-hmm. just like eating certain foods. And you'd be surprised. I always felt like it was other people that were more uncomfortable with like the fact that I was doing something different than like me and myself.
1: Right. I um, find that people are they're uncomfortable because they wish they could do it too. And your yeah. your ability to to persevere and stay healthy and make healthy choices makes them a little bit jealous. It's not that they they want you to eat like them so you don't so that they don't feel bad about themselves if that makes sense. So yeah, and that's it's difficult. That's what I'm saying. That's why people want to fit in because they don't want it makes them as a standout. Some people don't want to stand out and uh, lead by example in that way. So yeah, it's difficult. And I get that. Yeah, like, I
2: don't really like st- for, like, I, even when I was younger, I just I don't like the spotlight. But for some reason, like, I always kind of felt like, because i was doing different things people were always like looking at that Mm -hmm. and i didn't really it was uncomfortable so i feel like that's a huge thing with growth and i'm curious what you have to say about this debbie but it's like you have to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable you know just putting yourselves into uncomfortable situations or being the odd one out sometimes or going against the grain like yeah it's uncomfortable because you're doing a new thing um and the more that you do that and you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, I'd say it's just it gets a little bit easier.
1: It does. It absolutely can think about it. I mean anything that you start new, it's the only way that you grow. It's the only way that you can change for the better. I mean if you're doing things in a positive way. And think about it. I mean you're a yoga instructor. My both my daughters are too and hot yoga, right? So that's uncomfortable at first. And it's really easy to not put that foot forward and it's physically uncomfortable which in turn makes you sort of mentally uncomfortable because you think everybody's looking at you cuz you can't do what they're doing you all you're trying to do is to keep from fainting you know or and but little baby steps like with everything in life puts you into the comfort zone and then it becomes more habitual and then it becomes more of a ritual, if you will. And then you move on, you know, you go on and find the next challenge, because if you don't challenge yourself, it's static will take years off your life. It's when you challenge yourself to be a little uncomfortable with something new and put yourself out there and learn and, and take the steps that it takes and the time to get there that you're gaining, you're giving yourself quality of life and years of life. It's it's mm. statistically proven. So mm. that's how, that's how I look at it. That's how I think. So it's good. Yeah. It's good that you followed that path. So what, what, at what point after college did you say, I'm just going to, Move on. I mean, I, I alluded to it in the introduction, but I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna go where I belong. I belong in Hawaii and follow what you would say is your truth. And yeah, you know, what at what point did that realization hit you?
2: So I had graduated from college and I knew I didn't want like a normal like corporate job in an office. What's your degree um, had-
1: in? What what what? So
2: your- I. My undergrad, I w- went for uh, communications um, and journalism because I love writing. I've always been a writer. I do enjoy chatting with people. Um, so I did a lot of like journalism and public relations. And I had a few internships um, in like an office setting. And I was like, I really hate this. Like, This just <laughs> is not me. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so when I graduated, I didn't really exactly know where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And at that point in time, I was um, training to be a yoga teacher. I had met a woman who um, was just starting to do a teacher training program. And so I joined that. And um, then after that, like I started to kind of feel like, okay, I, I think I want to go to Hawaii, which is weird because I had never before thought, hey, I think I'm going to move to Hawaii. Um, I always thought I was going to go out west to California or something or New York City. But there was like this pull inside of me that was like, "Okay, it's time to go to Hawaii. And at that point in time, I was living um, like I had moved out of my college house. I was spending more time by myself. I was meditating, you know, I was really on like a health journey, and I was going more inwards, and I felt like I could finally hear like my voice, Mm. right? Like a true voice that was like, this is me, like this is you, this is who you really are. And that voice was telling me, okay, go to Hawaii. And I knew I wanted to do it. And then one day I was working, I was working at a coffee shop because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was just trying to make money to pay rent. And I was like, all right, I have to do it. Like now I have to take action on this thing, because if I don't do this now, I don't think I'm ever going to do it. And like I, you know, this is going to sound dramatic, but I was like, can I live with myself if I don't do this thing? Like I'm going to have a lot of um, feelings of resentment towards myself in my life. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to feel that way. And even though I was scared and I didn't know how it was all going to work out. I was like, I'm doing this thing. And, you know, things just really worked out in my favor. I felt super supported by people in my community. Um, you know, things just happened and it worked out for me to be able to save a little bit of money. I sold all my stuff and I got a job teaching yoga at this eco retreat in Maui that I always wanted to go to. And yeah, that's how I ended did up Did you there. have the
1: job before you took off or did you get the job once you took off? <laughs>
2: I had it before. Okay, good. Um,
1: So that's kind of a peace of mind thing that you'd be able to eat (laughs) at least. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: you know, I am somebody that does somewhat spontaneous things or things that people might look at and be like, whoa, that's, you know, nuts. But I also am somebody I feel like that thinks, you know, a little bit or like plans a little bit because I was like, all right, I'm going to have this position. It was only like a contract for like three months. And then they gave you food, a place to stay. Oh, they did? Um,
0: cool.
2: Yeah, it was a really great opportunity. I got to connect with people from all over the world that came to stay there and take my yoga classes. And, you know, it was such a beautiful little hale to be able to teach in. It was right on the ocean, so you could, um, you know, see the ocean in the morning, so you could hear all the animals. Wow. And, uh It was uh, one of the most beautiful places I've ever gotten in to teach. Um, but, yeah, so... I didn't know what was going to happen, though. You know, I was like, I know I want to live here and try to make a life here. And I know I have this thing set up for about three months and I'll make a little money from from there. But I just knew that it was all going to work out. Um, And sometimes you don't know how, but I just trusted, I guess. That was the first time I just really trusted that, hey, if I take this leap, I'm going to, you know, something's going to catch me like I'm going to be all all right no matter what.
1: That's really Um, good at a young age. That's great that you knew that. Because that's a tough one for people to take the leap, to get out of the grind, to get out of the familiar. For you to have done that is really um, pretty fantastic, I think, because it's really tough. You know, sometimes it takes almost a a change of a career, midlife or whatever. It takes a lifetime to make a leap. And you did it at a young age because you knew early on where you didn't belong. Weren't sure quite where you did belong, but you knew what wasn't going to work for you. And that's pretty, pretty impressive, I would say. So yeah. so you're there on the island. You have these three months to meet people and you're teaching. How do you what's the rewilding thing? How did that come to be and what is it and how did it manifest for you and then turn into a business?
2: Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. Um so i've always been somebody that's really connected to nature and the natural world um, and a big chunk of my healing journey has been out in nature so when i first felt like i was trying to you know get back into my body and and just not feel so anxious and um you know really start to get like my nervous system more balanced and back on track um nature was where i went and i healed and i would just spend time by myself just going on hikes and walking and you know just slowing down a bit um and always just like my my best times have been in nature i just get so much wisdom from being in the natural world um but really you know that's one aspect of it and the wild woman kind of comes from i think a lot of people and i i, mem- I mentioned this to you debbie but a lot of people i think think like the wild woman is somebody that's like on all fours and she's got like twigs in her hair and you know she's howling at the moon or something and yeah. you know if that's what you want to do totally fine Um, i'm all for that i've definitely held at the moon but to me like being your wild woman self is about connecting with like your authentic and true self so i really feel like we all like all of us women and all of us humans in general we all have this part of us that is within us that knows who we are. Right. Like even me, when, before I moved to Hawaii, I was like, okay, I kind of like, I, I know who I am. Right. Like I know, you know, what I want in my true north. And it's about a reconnecting to that. Cause sometimes in life we get a little bit confused, right? Like people tell us who we are, what we should be, how we should act, what we should do, what's going to make us happy. Mm-hmm. And then the more that happens, the more we get drawn out. And then the more confused we are, and then we doubt ourselves Um, You know, we don't listen to ourselves, we don't listen to that voice, we don't trust ourselves. And so to me, it really is just like a separation from all of that noise and mumbo jumbo from everybody else. And it's about saying, hey, what do I want? Like, what do I really desire? What is going to make me happy? Um, You know, what is going to lead me to the best possible version of myself, where I feel really good and inspired and healthy and balanced and joyful?
1: That's a great definition of it. That's, you know, taking away from the visual of howling at the moon and putting it more back in the driver's seat of taking a look at yourself and what, how can you be authentic? And then how do you go live it? We're going to take a really quick break and we're going to come back and talk about how you, we see what you've done for yourself, but how you work with your clients and how you, um, I know you have like seven habits of um, that you start with your clients with. Um, and I think you do workshops and stuff. I know you can download some of this stuff on, for free on your website as well. But we're going to talk about what it means and how you can implement it. How can somebody sort of break away from what's expected of them and do what? they really authentically wanna do that will give them joy and happiness. So we'll be right back after this message from one of my sponsors. Without looking at labels, do you actually know what is in the cleaning products that you use in your home? If you haven't addressed this yet, it's likely that you are spraying toxic and dangerous chemicals in your home. Three common ingredients that you want to avoid at all costs are ammonia, fragrance, and bleach. These ingredients and chemicals can contribute to chronic respiratory problems, allergic reactions, allergies, cancer, hormonal issues, headaches, and more. So what's the solution to a healthier, clean home for your family? Teas organics, all-purpose cleaner, and room sprays. Teas products are formulated with the power of an essential oil blend, Her all-purpose cleaner gives you a clean surface, shower, toilet, or simply just use it to spot clean or dust, and all without harsh chemicals. And to make it even better, Tease Organics All-Purpose Cleaner uses 100% organic essential oils and has a sweet yet spicy herbal aroma with hints of citrus. Imagine a fresh, inviting scent and sparkling, clean home that you know is free from toxic, potentially harmful, and cancer-causing chemicals. I use these products, and I can personally attest to all of the above. And right now, enjoy a 15% discount by applying 15-Debi, D-E-B-I, to your order. So check out these amazing products by Tease Organics that are healthy for you and your home all right we're back we're back with my guest it's Riley Hedberg thank you for joining us today and um, Riley is a coach and she helps her clients women I would uh, I think mostly um, in her rewilding method and for help them to find true happiness, finding their authentic health. Uh, their authentic self and to reconnect to what they desire. So we're going to talk about that process and what you do with your clients to help them to rewild.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, I really do a few things. Like one of them is helping women and you're right. I do mainly work with women um, to feel more capable of acting on their desires because Kind of like what we were talking about before um you know there's a lot of people or women specifically like don't really feel that they're capable of taking action on their desires so what i was saying is you know i I knew what i wanted and i was afraid and i took action on that thing and you know i trusted myself and knew that i would be caught by the net right like i would survive i would be fine But what keeps a lot of women and and other humans from, you know, doing what they want to do and living a life that feels good for them is feeling like, I can't do this thing. Um, You know, I'm not capable of doing this thing, having doubts, not trusting. And so what I do when I work with women is... um, You know, I have them create evidence that they can do that thing. And it doesn't have to be anything big, right? You don't have to move to Hawaii to, like, prove to yourself that you can live a wild life that feels good for you. It really starts with what you're doing each day and really changing your mindset. Um, So, you know, just like a few things that I help women with is reflecting on things that they've already done um, that have proved to them that, wow, like, I'm capable of, you know, doing what I want to do. So, you know, maybe I'll have them, you know, write write it out or we'll just talk about certain things that they've done in their life where maybe they've proven their doubts and their fears wrong. Um, or maybe they've proven to themselves that they can do hard and uncomfortable and scary things. Or sometimes I'll have women, um, you know, if they want to go out and do something, like, for example, one of my clients... Um, she really wanted to uh, go to like a stand-up mic night and um, recite a poem because she's a writer, but she was really afraid to go up there. And she was like, people are going to make fun of me. Nobody's going to understand. And these are just thoughts, right? Like they're not actually true. No. Um, And that was, you know, it was like those fears, right. Keeping her from, you know, living the life that she really wanted to live and acting on that desire to go up and express herself. And so I challenged her. And as a coach, I held her accountable. And I was like, all right, this week, you're going to go up there, and you're going to do this thing. And no matter what happens, it's going to be okay, because it's not about other people. It's about you proving to yourself that you can move past your fears, and you can do this thing, no matter what, you know, the outcome is. And so she did it, right. And she went up there, and she read the poem, and it ended up being such a beautiful experience for her. And, you know, when we came back, and we talked about it, she was like, you know, I really proved to myself, like, The worst, you know, the worst could happen, but it's not actually as bad as I think it's going to be. Right. Like people always say it's the fear of the fear itself. It's not actually the fear. Like when we can actually face our fears, we find, oh, wow, there was actually not much to be afraid of.
1: Nobody. You can't move forward in life. No actor can. Can be successful without the fear of going up in front because the first thing you have to do is audition. So you have to get up there, you have to overcome being in front of people and and you know, memorizing your lines and saying your sides and being able to put yourself out there, which is scary. It is scary to present yourself. A job interview is scary. To present yourself, but how are you going to get the job if you don 't go out there and audition for it or interview for it you there's no way you you 're going to move forward in life you 'll get stuck you 're going to get stuck inside you know and you won't fear will stop you in your tracks every single time and what happens at, what I find with some of my clients um, when it comes to careers and stuff they get complacent because they they know what every day is going to be like. They know what their paycheck is going to be like. Are they happy? Not necessarily in that job, but the fear of stepping away, stepping out, doing something that would possibly make them happy is too scary. But if you don't risk it, the stories you tell in your head, like you were saying, are so much worse than the actual event because nobody, mm-hmm. everybody's cheering you on, you know, and it's easy to say, you know, even... Even for me, it could be a little hypocritical for me to say that, because I have fears, too, about putting myself out there. We all do. It's natural. It's natural because we're creatures of habit, and we get complacent with habit, but we don't grow, is what we were saying earlier. So I love that you challenge and make your clients accountable to you to overcome a fear of something that they've always wanted to do that they won't do because it's too scary or people have this fear of failure without failure. There's no success, but mm. for a long time and I think, you know, I'm a product of the fifties and sixties and I grew up with parents who success was, you know, failure was not an option. And so it was a different dialogue, but today there's no excuse. There's mm. too many mm-hmm. ways to be successful in too many things. And Uh, You know, my daughter is a a parent, I'm a grandparent, and the dialogue that her child is hearing is way different than the dialogue I heard when I was young, because failure is the way to success. So it's, you know, it's great that you can hold the hand of your clients and help them get through that, because it's tough. It's -hmm. it's not easy, because complacency is always easier. It's always easier. You know, that's why I admire you. Because you just went, screw it. I'm going for <laughs> it, you know? That is yeah. not easy. That's yeah. very admirable, big time.
2: Well, I think I knew that I was going to be really unhappy. Like, I just had this sense. I was like, if I don't actually do this thing, even though I thought it was scary, I was like, I just know I'm going to be really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just felt really big. I was like, I don't want to live that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I saw, you know, other people like, mentors in my life that were living a life that did not feel authentic to them. And they were just so unhappy. So in a sense, I think I learned from that. Like I saw that and I was like, I don't want to live my life that way. Like there's gotta be, I remember asking myself when I was young, I was like, there's gotta be more to this. Like there's gotta be something else that's out there that you know, feels really inspiring for me and feels really fulfilling for me. And that looks so different for all of us. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, I guess at that point in my life, it was like moving to Hawaii and teaching yoga. And, you know, as I as I age and, you know, I go forth on my journey, I'm sure it will look differently. And Mm -hmm. all of you that are, yeah, yeah, to everybody listening, that's going to, you know, look differently. Right. But as long as it's true to you, um, then, Step you know, forward.
1: Put yourself out there. Take the risk yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Just yes. because otherwise you could live a miserable life. Will, Like I was saying earlier, chip years away from you. And so you just you need to be happy in what you do. And always what I find. And then I want to get to your habits, your seven habits oh, yeah. of, of a wild woman. But um, what I find is that you. Um, if you become um oh what uh uh, i just forgot my my frame of thought but what i uh let me think about what i was gonna say that you become so complacent that it becomes um oh I'll get to it I want, let's get to the habits and then I'll remember what I wanted to say because it was a point I wanted to make about um, getting stuck in a rut and not mm. going the direction that you want to go into and there was some, a point that I can't remember but I will. <laughs> I'll get it back. So what are oh, the I, seven habits? We, you started to talk about it. What are the seven habits? You've got these like bullet points and you've got this download that you can do of a wild and magical woman.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, for those of you listening and you can go into my website and you can download this, it's a free ebook I have, but these are the seven habits that ha- helped me on my journey. Um, and so I wanted to share them with all of you because I feel like. Something that's important is that they're small and they're accessible for all of us. Um, so you can kind of, you know, trick your brain into being like, Hey, I can do this thing. Right. Um, so when the first one is celebrating yourself. So celebrating yourself for even the small things, right? Getting up in the day, um, you know, just being alive. um, Because the more that we really encourage ourselves and celebrate ourselves, like the better we're going to feel about the progress that we're making. You know, instead of getting down on ourselves, we can really be like, wow, you know, I'm doing all these amazing things for myself. Um, Accept yourself and your humanness. This has been a huge one for me this year. So many of us wish we were different, right? We wish Mm. that we look different we wish that you know we could lose 10 pounds we wish that we had this job this partner this amount of money and you know we're searching for those things that are going to give us that happiness and love and acceptance but really you know i feel like the trick for me was accepting who i am in this moment and accepting the journey i'm on in this moment and that has allowed me to really feel those feelings of more peace and love for myself um, exactly for who I am right now. Know your worth. Um, so I think this is especially important for women, but for all of us too. And by that, I mean, you know, knowing that your time and your energy is important. So where do you want to put it? Um, you know, are you spending your time doing things for other people when you wish you were working on, you know, your projects or your desires? Um, and then setting boundaries goes along with this too. So putting those boundaries up so that, um, you know you're really conserving your space conserving your energy deciding what is really valuable and important for you um four is daily rituals so doing something that you really feel like is going to connect you to that voice that i was talking about earlier in the show so maybe that's going for a walk maybe that's meditating maybe it's doing some yoga um, stretching um but just something that is going to help you to just kind of, you know, quiet down a little bit and then connect with um, that part of you that feels authentic and true for you. Um, And then taking one step or moving the dial forward in one way towards your dreams and your goals. Every day, Um, like a step
1: a day type thing.
2: Yeah. So it doesn't have to be big, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, for my business, right? Like that's part of my dreams and my goals, I'm on this podcast. You know, it could look like sending an email to somebody to be a guest on the podcast. It could look like writing a blog post. Um, You know, being in conversation with somebody doesn't need to be anything big. Um, And I think that's
1: Those little action yeah. steps you take turn into bigger things is basically, yeah, it. And Exactly. But you have to do those action steps. And that's, again, I think where coaches come in, where we become a big part of motivation and inspiration for people is and accountability, is taking those action steps, giving them the steps to take, and then ho- holding them to them. Because a lot of times I I was going to say this earlier, but uh, so a lot of times if you write things down and, you know, I do a lot of um, what are your goals? What is it that you're looking to do? What is it that you want from life? And then break those goals down into more actionable, small baby steps like you're talking about right now and writing them down and then going back and revisiting them and checking them off and, and, and seeing have I actually accomplished this um, or am I moving towards this? What are the little steps that I'm taking even to get to this step? Cause each step has a step under it, you know? So it, mm-hmm. and it's just, those are the ways you move forward. Otherwise, again, you're stuck or you're going backwards. The other thing I was going to say earlier when I lost my train of thought was, mm-hmm. um, doing a life of service. So being so so yes, you're trying to find your authentic self. You're trying to find your true desires, your happiness. But one of the ways that I find with my clients is when they're not so self-absorbed on, their, on themselves, but they think about others and what they can do for others. Like being coaches, we're doing things for others. We're taking a passion of ours, the knowledge that we've gained, and we're Putting it out there for other people to absorb and and take that in as well, and I think in everything in life there has to be a, there has to be a bit of that in order for you to have any kind of success at all in anything you do because if you live in this really um this narcissistic box you're not gonna be your best self and you, mm-hmm. again you're not gonna live you know, an authentic life. And that's basically what I was going to say earlier about that. Mm. I didn't let you finish the steps. I know. I I think you have a few more left.
2: Yeah, I think I have two left. Okay. Uh, But I wanted to say, yeah, I think that's so true. Um, you know, part of what makes me feel fulfilled is helping other people and being of service to other people. So right. I love that you made that comment.
1: Right. And there's a lot of volunteer stuff I do that I don't get paid for. And, and you know, uh, other than sponsors, I paid to produce this podcast, you know, at uh, UBN Go because um, it's it's working for me to help people and just sending people to my shows to if they ask a question I've done a show on it I send them that show I send them I feel like I'm giving them and then I get these thank yous and these wonderful link, thank you emails about oh my god I'm so glad you told me about that and this is making a difference and you know hook people up with the people that I have as guests on my show cuz they that's what they need that's the next step that they need and I also do uh and I don't get paid for this these live streaming Um, classes um, on spin bikes so if somebody has a bike at home all they need to do is to download an app that I'm on and they pay very little and they can take a spin class from me and other teachers every single day so you know and, and it's just something that gives me you know even 65 years old it gives me a lot of joy to be able to help people do that and I it's what keeps me moving forward I think everybody should find their thing that keeps them forward but not in a selfish way but in a service to give back way and yeah definitely you know that's what I was going to say and I didn't mean to stop you (laughs) in your tracks oh
2: no I no, I love it it's really inspiring Um, okay. So I'll do the quick last one. So number six. So this is, um, I call this pockets of joy, but it's, so sometimes what I'll have my clients do is make a list of things that bring them joy. And if they don't know, if you don't know what brings you joy, that's okay. Um, you know, I encourage people to just go about their day and really study like what lights you up, what gives you energy, um, what makes you excited. And, um, then you can create your list from that. And then just taking a break in the day, yeah, for like five minutes, right? Something that brings me joy is putting on a song I'm really obsessed with in that moment and having a little dance break. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's reading a chapter of a book that I'm really um, into. You know, maybe it's meeting a friend for coffee, but doing something in your day that is going to spark joy in your life. Because then it's like you're not as much trying to get to a destination in the future because you don't like your life and where you're at. It's more like you're trying to create what you desire in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then number seven is getting support. So, you know, that could look like getting a coach, right? It could look like a mentor. um, It could look like a trusted friend, yoga teacher, whatever. But, you know, somebody that is really going to support you and hold you accountable because, I mean, it's hard to do this stuff on your own, right? It's hard to be forging your own path and being that lone wolf. And especially when you're trying to, you know, grow and change and and move through some of those painful things in your life. So what's really worked for me is, you know, having people there to cheer me on and to support me. Um, So, yeah, those are the seven habits.
1: Uh, Yeah. And they're good habits. They all intertwine with each other and they all make so much sense and I love them and I love that you do you let Can we talk about how the programs work? Um, you're coaching either one-on-one or you said you do group coaching too. how they work. If somebody was to um, go c- connect with you, wh- how would it um, look? What would it look like?
2: Yeah. So if you want to do um, coaching with me one-on-one, I do uh, six months. Um, I like to do longer Um and if you want to work with me, you can go onto to my website, um, wildwomanhealing.life. And you can go under my offerings page, one-on-one rewild yourself coaching. It has all of the information there. And you, you can fill out an application that I have um, just to tell me a little bit more about you and what you're looking for uh, to see if we're a good fit. Um, and then after that, I'll reach out to you with next steps. Um Usually I don't do a consultation call, but if you message me, um, sometimes I'm always open to doing those as well. Um, But yeah, we work together for six months and you'll get um, three calls with me over Zoom per month. And then you'll get access to a huge library I have with training videos, meditations, attachments, just all of the things that have really helped me Um, on my own journey to really reconnecting with my wild and true self and finding peace and love for where I'm at and then feeling capable of acting on my desires. Um, So that's my biggest one I have right now. Um, For group coaching, that's currently closed because I'm in the middle of that, but I'll most likely be opening up another round of um, group coaching. And you can look up more info um, about that on my website too. It's under my um, From Mundane to Magic mastermind page as well and you also have
1: your own podcast what's that and how can they access your podcast by going to um your it's the wild woman healing podcast
2: yeah thanks for asking about that yeah so um you can go on to that i'm on spotify um i'm on apple I think I'm on Google and I'm on um, Amazon too. Um, And so you can go on any of those and then type in Wild Woman Healing Podcast. Um, I also have guests on the show and then sometimes I just have me. Um, And it's basically just talking about um, and connecting with other wild women, talking about my own wild woman journey. Uh, It's a really fun time. It's kind of just having a conversation either with myself or with other wild women. Um, I just had a wonderful guest on the show today to talk about actually connecting to your um, authentic self. So it's a really fun time. Um, so if you want to go on on there, you can find me on pretty much every um, podcast platform.
1: That's so cool. I love that you're doing that. You're very, very busy with all of your, all of the things that you're doing within the passion that you have, that you found yourself and where you belong. I just, I, I love that. And I love that. um people can access you and be able to also engage their their selves to find who that what they're really meant to be and just kind of let loose and figure it out and I love that you do the dance parties I do these dance parties with my my joy I find a lot of joy in my granddaughter who's two years old Mm. and I spend a lot of time with her um because I help to nanny her because my daughter who's um uh Yoga instructor is back at work almost a uh, little little less than full-time um, per week. Plus, she has private clients, which I'm sure you do, too. So, mm, um, yeah. you know, she needs help, and she doesn't like to leave, put her daughter in an outside situation. So I help her out a lot. And I have a huge connection to my granddaughter and the dance parties. What I find is that energy is everything, and if you can build energy with your clients and with just anybody who seems without energy you get depressed and that's there's a lot of Mm. depression right now post um post covid and you know we're still kind of dealing with it but staying static will bring you down
0: Movement
1: Mm -hmm. and energy will bring you up. It's why I got into the fitness industry in the first place and uh, has a side hustle It's a total side hustle after you know, being in the commercial television world forever. Mm. And energy is everything. And I love that you mentioned that as one of your exercises, because that is motivation. And that's where you can figure out where you belong, because it's so true. Mm. And on that note, I want you to leave us with your final words, words of wisdom, or just something that you want to leave us with today.
2: Yeah. um, So I'm going to um, this is a quote that one of my friends actually just told me, but she said, um, you know, in life, there are many paths for us that we could take. But the most important one and the true one is the one um, that is through love. And I really, really. And that's a shout out to my friend Justine. Um So if you're listening, but I really resonated with that because I think sometimes we're faced with all these decisions and we can get caught up in our head being like, which one do I choose? You know, if I choose this one, then, you know, it might be the wrong decision. Right. And, um, you know, it's not really what we're doing. It's not even, you know, what you're doing. Right. It's more who you're being. So if you can connect to, you know, a place of embodiment, a place that feels really true to you. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't even really matter sometimes like what choices you're making. Um, it just matters who you're being while you're making the choices. Um, and that really has helped me to feel just like a lot more centered and grounded. Um, because I really feel like it, you know, it what matters is like where you're coming from. Um, and if you're coming from that place, then you really can do no wrong. Um, so, very, yeah, that's the cool. wisdom that I have. That's
1: cool. cool. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for sharing what you do, how you got there, why you do it, and how you're helping others. And I really appreciate your time and energy today. And for my audience, I really appreciate you too. Now remember, post-show, if you're listening to this show and you're not listening live, make a comment, ask a question. Myself or Riley will get back to you on any of my platforms. Please do that because we'd love to hear from you. And remember to keep going out and finding those conversations that connect to a healthier you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. And thank you, Wiley. Bye.